Are you ready for this amazing intro? Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Indie Film Review. With Whoa. me, Dan. And that's Jared. Whoa. Hi, Jared. Holy shit. <laughs> this intro is so good. It took Dan 20 minutes to prepare for this intro. <laughs> it was amazing. I just lowered my voice and talked Whoa. in a more urgent manner. The movie phone guy. <laughs> <laughs> Indie Film Review. Hi, hey guys, this is Dan with the Indie Film Review. We review independent films. This week we watched three shorts, two of which were submitted by our new patron, J.V. Torres. J.V. Torres. It's, it's in, in the game. game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Why is that in my head? Oh, it's Cemented so in our brains because oh, we're 90s babies. 80s. We're poisoned by 90s commercials. Just poison. <laughs> the well, you can't drink from it anymore. It's just full of glitter and fucking uh, grime. Glitter and grime is my new rock band. Anyways... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's what we do here. We're going to be covering uh, two shorts by J.V. Torres, and then we have uh, a third short that snuck right in just because it, it was on, it was coming up on our list, and we wanted to round out the shorts episode. Uzeo Films, uh, U-Z-E-O, I hope I'm saying that name right, but he's like, hey, uh, want, uh, could you guys check out my YouTube channel and just watch some of my shorts? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I just picked this one. It's called Desolation. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that one at the end. Uh, and then we're also going to be covering Torres's Crisis Counselors and The Beggar. And these two films, I don't think you can go see them anywhere right now. I think they're doing festivals, festivals. right now. Yes. Festivals. Um, yeah. But if you want to see uh, Uzeo Films, I think you just type in uh, U-Z-E-O Films uh, and you'll find his page. And all those, all those are for free. There's tons of them. So yeah, we're going to cover it. That's what the show is. Thank you so much for being a Patreon. We've been getting a lot more Patreons uh, recently. Seriously, um, it's, it's a really yeah, awesome thing to great. do. You scratch our back, and we'll mm. we'll review your film. Gonna, ooh, we're, we're the tree. We're the tree for the bear's back. You know, ooh, just mm. bare necessities. Get up in here and wood. rub all over it. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, we're basically we're basically hardwood and bark. <laughs> <laughs> for the independent filmers out there that's what we are all right anyway so i'll stop being a creep and uh, we'll cover films now all right and crisis counselors crisis what counselors is crisis counselors crisis counselors to the best of my knowledge to the layman takes a concept that has been introduced recently in our current time our contemporary life Ah, yeah. Um, about a, a a concept that is in an emergency situation. Nine one one is called in Baltimore specifically. Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland, Baltimore, 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 Maryland. You anyway, fucking Baltimore. Psycho? <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, am Baltimore, the king of the seventh realm. The film is <laughs> set in Baltimore, <laughs> and. Um, the, the article that we read, it's about like, basically, um, anytime an emergency call is made, we have to assess the situation. And if the situation calls for, um, somebody who is having a mental health crisis, instead of sending the police in under this guise of police reform, we're going to send what we call crisis counselors. And what Mm -hmm. this film crisis counselors does is it takes that concept and slowly, but surely, slips it into madness 
I don't know about slowly. I think it, <laughs> it goes from one to one hundred real. I don't fast. think it's that quick. I, it, the film is like is thirteen a, minutes long. It takes yeah. It takes about five minutes to get like. Wait, what? <laughs> it is a dark, dark, dark satire. Yes. On let's take the con that concept and just put it to the most absurd, right? Yes. Um, okay, so let's kind of do a little questions and we'll we'll analyze the film. Now we might spoil a lot of these, you know, just on accident or yeah, just if, going through. If you it are not familiar shorts. with shorts, yeah, if you're not familiar with the show, anytime we do a shorts episode, spoilers kind of just happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there isn't going to be like first part, second part. We're not really going to be doing that. It's just not logistically possible. Anyways, so okay, crisis counselors, Dan. Uh, did you think this movie was funny? Um, there were a couple times that I did laugh. You can <laughs> see where the film is reaching for laughs and you can see where the film is making you laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, sometimes yeah, whenever yeah. it reaches, it works, but other times it's like, uh, I, that wasn't really funny to me. But then other times I'm just like, that was a good joke. So <laughs> even, even if I wasn't laughing, like I'm like, okay, I can appreciate that. But just other times it's just like a little cringe, but you know, that's humor. That's humor. for Can me. I say I... I laughed a lot during this film. Like, really? I thought it was really, really funny just because of how absurd it was. It was yeah. so absurd. And uh, I was talking with Dan uh, off mic about this uh, a little bit ago about like how some of the content I don't really agree with, but I think this film overall was uh, well-constructed and funny. Absolutely. Like, just because it was fucking ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> No, it's very well constructed. I, I think the, <laughs> the the strongest part of this film to me was the narrative, not necessarily the dialogue, but the story. Like it's yeah. it's so imaginative. It's yeah, you, you don't know where it's going, and by the time it gets there, you're like, wait, what? Why am I here? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens is, um, this couple is having a domestic dispute, and a neighbor calls 911 and she's like, send the police. He's like, Oh, we're going to send crisis counselors. She's just like, what? I'm confused. So then we cut to these two people knock on the door and this woman opens. This is the first minute or so. This woman opens the door and she's covered in blood. Her face is covered. Like, this is the the point where you're like, okay, this is absurd. And then the two people are like, Oh, it's, how is everything going? Uh, are, you, are you doing all right? She's like, yeah, um, I've been having a lot of problems. And then she invites them in and they come in and talk with this lady. And she proceeds to tell them that she's murdered her boyfriend because she cheated on him and like all this other and stuff. Then she just goes on and on. The woman psychologist or woman crisis counselor, she's so like both of them are deadpan, but she is especially deadpan. Cause she's like, uh huh. Tell me more. I think yeah, it's okay. It, you did that. It's like, what? it's bad. You know what? Cause you said cringe earlier. It just, there is a lot of cringe to it. Usually I don't like cringe. No, but cringe but... is always like cringe has a purpose. You know, it certainly made me feel something. Uh, oh, Dan, did you have a question for me? Yes. So in terms of, well, I just wanted to just kind of pick your brain about your thoughts on the narrative, because I thought that, you know, given the article that, and we'll probably link the article that we're talking about reading that article. Don't you think that it is an interesting fictionalization of what is being said there? Oh, yeah. So what Dan is referencing is I did a little bit of research on the crisis counselor thing, just trying to understand more about it, because I feel like it's something I heard about in the news. Yeah. And then it kind of just like went away. Like I didn't I wasn't sure if 
it was actually happening or people were doing it. So it's kind of like an experiment people are doing in different states in the U.S. I mean, it sounds positive because the idea is usually when police officers show up and someone's having a mental breakdown, they end up getting shot or something like that. So, like, I think in uh, in practice, the crisis counselor thing, usually there's a police officer with them. Yes. And they also, crisis counselors wouldn't show up to a situation where there is violence. Um, but again, this is a dark satire. And, well, it's taking it to the extreme. This film right? is is not, I mean, it is satirizing it, but it's also more concerned with asking the question, what if? Like, yeah. I, I viewed this, film more or less of a satire than I did just a complete work of fiction. It's like, Mm -hmm. I like this concept. Let's see where I can take it. Mm -hmm. I will say, honestly, from talking with Dan about it and uh, just talking about it right now on the podcast, it's made me think about it a lot more Mm -hmm. uh, and at least consider like all the, all the angles of it. Yeah. When in passing, it was like, Oh, that's a thing that I guess it was in the news. I'm like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. But yeah, I can see I can see both sides of it, um, and I I feel like there is there something does need to be done about because like sometimes the police will show up to your house for like like there's nothing really going on and it's like oh your dog's yelling oh we'll shoot your dog oh your dog's dead oh uh, you know like we're here like a rustling in a bush we're like ah oh, we'll fucking shoot the bush whatever so like I maybe there's <laughs> it could be like we you know. Have more educated police to maybe here's, they don't here, fucking here, shoot here, everything. Here, let me let me let me play devil's advocate for <laughs> okay, okay, okay. for the political right because I I feel like they have a legitimate concern in this argument. Here's my take on the police. Okay, just like every job, some people suck at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> like I there agree. are a shit ton of good cops out there, and it sucks yeah. that you know the ones that get the press are the ones that are doing their job poorly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But Ooh. it's not about cops, guys. It's about crisis counselors. And boy, crisis oh counselors. boy, Jared, whenever... <laughs> whenever you learn that she has murdered her boyfriend and you come into the room and he's just dead on the floor... <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get rid of that for you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that'd be great. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck? And then, okay, so oh, so I, I do want to spoil this movie. The The climax of this film is um, she says in passing that her boyfriend, or she, she stabbed her boyfriend because he was like, well, first of all, she's cheating on him. Mm-hmm. She is cheating on him. Yeah, she's cheating on him. <laughs> second <laughs> of all, <laughs> second of all, she, she, he doesn't like her cooking and he tells her that. And uh-huh. she, she's like, I do suck at cooking, but... The crisis counselors are like, well, we resolved your problem. And she's like, well, here, I make cookies. And then they eat the cookies. And then the one of the crisis counselors is like, it's good. And the other one's like, yeah, I, I don't know what he's talking about. And then one of them's like, well, actually, it could use more sugar. And then she flips out and stabs the mm-hmm. crisis counselor. That's probably the best part of the entire thing. <laughs> it really hammers the point across that the filmmaker is trying to make. Yes. With, Which I uh, guess I will agree that that kind of makes it a satire. Like the absurdity and the the climax, definitely, it's too hyperbolic not to be satire. Yeah, yeah. Is this is well, it? It is labeled a dark satire. Oh, is it? Okay. The film, yes, by uh, by the creator. Yes, 
Also, overall, I think uh, the film work and everything was really good. I thought the music was a little obnoxious. Yeah, I felt like the music tones in this film was too loud for the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music choice, I don't, I don't really, I don't think I liked it very much. I enjoyed the editing. I enjoyed this. This guy, JV Torres, knows how to get the B roll. He knows the how to B get roll. the A roll. The A roll. And that's going to go into the beggar because first, like the t- title sequence for the beggar is amazing. Yeah, both it. title sequences for both yes. films, superb, really good. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about The Beggar. Dan, go ahead. Okay, so The Beggar is about um, the problem. So ba- basically, J.V. Torres is is what you might call a political filmmaker. <laughs> He's that. a political provocateur. Provocateur. Friend. So The Beggar is about um, homeless veterans and how they ask for money. And um, how people treat them whenever they ask for money and how it's generally poor. And mm-hmm. the film is about a, uh, a ex-military, a veteran, and he is asking for money. And he asks for money from this dude. And this dude's like, I don't have any money. Leave me the fuck alone. And he goes away. <laughs> then that dude has a dream about... Is it a dream? Yeah, he has a dream about... That same guy and what he did to deserve the dollar. That's what that was. Yeah. I had no idea what that whole. At first, I'm like, "What the fuck was. was that?" And then I'm like, "Oh, that was a dream." But I love. Before we get so into it, like, I love okay. that military sequence. By the way, anyway, <laughs> he wakes up and then on the radio he hears that um, we're cracking down on on homeless veterans in the area, and we're yeah. like, we're basically rounding them up and killing them that's that's uh-huh. generally what is happening be, well because this is an alternate reality where america has a king yeah and uh it's yeah it's the american king and the high council have rounded up the homeless yeah so uh, <laughs> and then they say they're being relocated to mental health facilities but then at the end they're like uh but a lot of people just think they're just getting killed. Yeah. I'm like Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was pretty it was pretty dark and ah. w- why that's significant is he's now haunted by the guy he didn't give the dollar to. Yeah, it's implied that the homeless man was taken away and uh killed and now he is a spooky ghost. Yes. Um okay, so Dan, I'm very glad you're here to explain to me what the entire uh <laughs> army flashback was cuz I thought it just we just like we're going to Turn into a completely different film because, like, I had no idea what it was. was going on it was very jarring. So this this film, I will say right now, this one had a lot of issues with with just narrative structure because it, uh-huh. it, the edit was so jarring that went right into the dream sequence, and then I don't think that the tone of this piece deserved the outro of. Six percent of all homeless are, um, or of all Americans are homeless, and eight percent of that are veterans. Like it says, you can, um, you know, contact your um, local American Legion or go to legion.org or something like that. So at the end, you have all of those sites that it's asking you to go to, and I'm like, this film was a little bit too dark for that. I get it has a political message, but it was too fictional to to merit this this strange outro of let's go ahead and you know support our troops let's support our yeah. homeless veterans 
Like it just it, it tonally it just didn't really satisfy me. It, it, like it yeah. made me feel weird. So editing was strange. I got a little lost in the narrative, and then tonally we're I think we're both in agreement. We kind of didn't understand yes uh, what was going on there. But so yeah, the portions of the film outside of that are fantastic. Like I loved absolutely loved the dream sequence like it made me laugh uncontrollably like i thought this film was much funnier than crisis really i i feel the exact opposite i didn't think this film was funny and then i thought crisis counselor was really funny well like okay so crisis counselor as i forgot they had the joke about public school which i loved it's like oh i'm not good at math it's like i blame the public schools it's like yeah i do too anyway (laughs) But the the banter that these military dudes have is uh, like I think it's all improvised and it's just it's fucking hilarious to me. I, I you know what I think I was just so lost as to why we were even oh, doing the scenes okay. that, makes that sense. I, I couldn't I couldn't focus on what well, the characters like, were saying. They, they like, start off happening? they start off by singing <laughs> about being in in the jungle and like fighting for the king yeah, and that was like fun. that was and they they sing it to. Um, in the jungle, the mighty jungle, yeah. and the then <laughs> they bring up this like the what ties it back to the reality is like th- they just randomly bring up. It's like you know what? I got a dollar. I'm a broke ass American. <laughs> yeah, that whole punchline. The man is dying, and the man got shot. One of the like, that was the, so good. It was such the, a good payoff. The sergeant or something, and then he's like. He's like, you're going to get home. You're going to get home to see your family. He's like, wait, hold on. Before I die, I need to give you something. And he's like, what is it? He's like, here's a dollar. So you won't be a broke-ass American. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, so in context, if I had known this was all a dream in in his head, I Mm -hmm. think it would make more sense. I just didn't. I just thought it like that whole sequence was hilarious. Like it just, um, it was so absurd, that dollar Mm -hmm. bit, that I'm like, this is wonderful. But Jared, I have to say... And forgive me, J.V. Torres, for for shifting gears here for a second. But your film, J.V., made me so jealous because I wrote a script in college about a dying soldier. And me and Jared tried to shoot the script. And <laughs> it was terrible. if we had your caliber of shooting, like if, if our film looked like this one did in this dying instance... it would. That's what I wanted the film to look like. And I thank right? you so much, J.V., for... for Showing me that it can be done. Uh-huh. And, and those uh, amazing special effects. <laughs> oh, my amazing special effects? God. No, no, no. Well, both, both, both. I he, mean, the special he, effects were funny. leagues above me. Leagues I know, above I me. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So, I, you know what? I did like the, uh, the haunting at the end. I thought that was cool. One other thing I will say is I kind of wish they would have just shown more about... Like, if this is focused on like homeless people and you know like oh we should help our veterans um just show more of like the life of a homeless veteran and like just how fucking shitty and awful that is yeah um but i guess that would be a different film uh but yeah okay those are the two films uh all right now we're going to talk about Uzeo desolation and that sound will be pertinent later yes maybe now jared kind of i am torn on this movie yeah because on one hand i really liked it Uh uh-huh on the other hand 
there are two sequences in this film that made me want to gouge my ears out. Yeah, I I threw my fucking headphones <laughs> off at one point because it was so painful to listen. And I'm like, what the shit? What the shit? So, okay. Uh, uh, U-Z-E-O, Uzeo, that's how I'm going to say it. He's a weirdo, all right? He's bona fide this weirdo. Is, okay. And you know what? That's first fine, of all, because first of I'm all, a weirdo too, so J- I get Jared, it. Jared, this is an avant-garde film. It is very yes, experimental. Very avant-garde. Um, it, so many, um, like, I'm not even going to try to begin to describe what this film is about, because I don't know. It's 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 his <laughs> philosophical musings set to these amazing textures. So many amazing visuals in terms of framing, the visual effects. Uh, mm-hmm. It's black and white. Gotta love the black and white. Gotta love black and white. Um, I will say I feel like it is his uh, roller coaster opus. ride. Well, <laughs> it's his roller coaster ride through depression. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he brings up That's anxiety a lot. What's going on? And there's like a hooded man, and the hooded man is Dude. him. So, and also like the darkness yes. of him, and uh, some crazy visuals. He addresses you, know? you, so the film becomes universal, and it's it's not just his foray and his dive into depression but it's also he's taking you along like by holding up a mirror to you mm. so he's saying like i know you go through this as well and yeah. um there's America so much to society and, well, and then he also has the visual effects of the reflection at the beginning mm. so like it very is it very much is mirror it very is it very is anyway <laughs> um I loved that entity. The, that entity talking to you, like it's gurgling and then it has subtitles. Yeah. I wanted oh more of that dude. God. It was so good. It's... But what that is replaced with, and here's where I don't like it, and I'm sorry for not liking it. And I, here, here's, here's the deal. I know Dan, why you... don't apologize. Live your well, truth. You're right. You're right. Because it's avant-garde. I, I'm okay not to like it. It's experimental. You did it. It works for you. And that's what's important. And the fact that it doesn't work for me, that's also important. That's the po- mm-hmm. that's the whole point of experimental films. It's like some of them are disturbing and disgusting and awful yeah. and you don't want to experience them. So what I didn't like about the experience was he has all of these really cool musings that you can't fucking hear because he puts a shit ton of echo over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I put subtitles on. <laughs> oh, I didn't even do it. Like, I'm like, what is he saying? Like, what's... but You have to have subtitles well, on. he didn't it. want subtitles during that scene. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And that's kind of what anxiety is, really. It's like just racing uh-huh. thoughts. And I'm like, I yeah. already go through this enough in the fucking day. I don't want to listen to somebody else do it in front of me. It was intense. <laughs> this movie is And intense. he does it twice. Yeah. A lot of it I did enjoy. No, um, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed all of it except for those moments where I'm like, holy shit, I, I don't want to hear this anymore. But that's, yeah. that's honestly the point of why he put it in there. Yeah, I want to talk about some of the visuals. So there's one there's one spot where uh, the hooded figure stabs himself, and then he jump cuts into he's like in the air being strangled. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so fucking cool. I yeah. don't know how he did that. Just with like the quick editing and everything, I thought that was really really neat. Um, I like the shadow puppet stuff that he does mm-hmm. with the window and everything, and and these. The symmetry and how all that looks is was like really, really, really cool. Um, there's like a lot of uh, interesting. Oh, and like the uh, 
the silhouette of him on the doorway. Yeah. It's like the hooded man, the silhouette, and then it's just darkness all around. A lot of the shots are just like art pieces. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's a lot of this film. You could just take well, like it gets to a point where like, like appreciate it. The last four minutes of the film are him actually. You can hear him talk. Yeah. And it's it's just a. It's just a stalk of grass blowing in the wind for yeah. four minutes. I'm like, all and right. He's writing a letter. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of like after the after the depression. Like yeah. he's gone past it yeah. and he's trying to work. Well, and because he he brings up like I I made this quote or I took this quote. I loved it so much. Like this is the point of the film. So you have all these nasty depression thoughts, and then like the thing that he says to uplift himself is, "We are our own heroes." And I'm like, damn damn like Mm -hmm. how true is that like you are really the only fucking thing that can get yourself out of depression in the first place yep that is true that and a lot of drugs you know what i mean you just pump yourself through with prescription drugs caffeine alcohol depressants or antidepressants then you're then you you lose your job and then you're out on the streets and then you're you're haunting you're haunting rich people because they you killed you. That's right. They fucking killed you. And then they're going to have to call crisis or, counselors. Or, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, or you could go the <laughs> other way and just like, you know, um, take all those drugs and kill your boyfriend. Yeah. And then, fuck yeah. And then call the crisis counselors. Kill your homeless boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're really good at stuff. So, yeah, in closing, I enjoyed a lot of this film, probably more than I thought I would. Um, but. Do not have someone screaming at the top of their lungs, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I guess that's what he wanted. Yeah. I guess that's what he wanted. But, it, like, you can audio, you can correct the audio, right? So, like, you, you could have a scream, but it was so loud. It was so much. Let's you just can say audio correct the audio. <laughs> you're peeking, bro. You're peeking. And uh, no, Jared it, gets mad at me whenever me. I peek. Ooh, oh gosh, I can't stand it. See, he's, he won't get it. mad at you, a stranger, but he he will beat me tonight if I mm. peek. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So yeah, that's it. I think Dan, we did it. So thank you again, JV for your contribution. We enjoyed your films and thank you. uh, Uveo. Uzeo. (laughs) Uzeo. I know it's a little hard to say. (laughs) I didn't know if it was a Z Because we don't know how to pronounce it. Thank you. Uzeo. Uzeo for your contribution as well. Um, you can find us on Twitter Find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod, Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod, and you, and you can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. If you guys are on Twitter, we'll follow you back. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Um, Fuck yeah. We're terrible at Twitter. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we don't post a lot, and we follow people. We're like Twitter Hell stalkers. Yeah. Um, also, um, our Instagram is probably where it's at, though. Honestly, yeah, that's yeah, like because where we give things the, are actually happening. We give the the still images. Oh fuck yeah, baby! Oh, and we have the help of a wife. Oh, we got wives helping us out. <laughs> fuck yeah! Also, you got you got Patreon, guys. I mean, we talked about Patreon a little bit, but I just want to reiterate that if you are a filmmaker, you submit our film to us. The turnaround for that is about six months, unless you give us five dollars as a one-time donation. Then we bump you onto a shorter list. JV got that privilege this week. That's right, privilege still exists, and you <laughs> can benefit from it <laughs> with money. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I'm laughing at my own jokes like a fucking idiot. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, go check out the Necropodicon.com if you want to hear more amazing podcasts like this. Um, like this. There's tons of other cool stuff on there you can go check out. Necropodicon.com. Uh, Dan, you have the final fucking word, baby girl. Oh, <clears throat> boy. I have the final word. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to give it. Hey, Jared, I'm excited. I have the final word. <laughs> That's all the time we have, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.